A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. That is a painful amount it of is, silence. Is, 15 seconds is so long. It is. So, it, uh, it's too long. It's too long. Yeah, it's too long. Can I tell you that when I was uh, getting my formal bread education back in Panera <laughs> yeah. at the Embassy Suites for two hours that one Saturday? Nice. Um, it was only two hours. <laughs> something like that. I, yeah. In my mind, you went for like three weeks. Oh, like, oh goodness, I, no. I imagined you had like you were nearly prepared to go on the Great British Baking Show and you just simply hold back it all was, of your baking It was a weird me. training program because they teach you like a, a lot about like maybe the company culture and what's like expected and stuff. Um, one, one part of which was that like, they're like, it should only take a total of five minutes from someone walking in the door before they have their food. Like that was like their philosophy at the time. Like they should be able to stand in line for two minutes. They should take their order in under a minute. And then from the moment they order, it should take two minutes before they get the food. Okay. That was like, their I that was their ideal situation. Like if everyone's operating a maximum capacity, and like that was my main takeaway. And I was like, two minutes, I got it. But the one of the things they're like, two minutes doesn't sound like a long time. But then they made you sit there with your eyes closed for two full minutes and just feel the length of it. Uh-huh. And it was like, hmm, that was a long time. Sure enough, when you're in the when you're in the you know heat of the heat of the lunch rush. Oh sure, and sure. the the sandwich board is full of you know six Italians and three Asiago roast beefs and this one can't have tomatoes you know whatever oh sure 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 you know yeah, it, yeah. it goes real fast Did, were you ever judging people's orders where they would be like no tomato no onion no sauce and you're like you're literally just ordered turkey and bread no the the not not like you in didn't particular care. okay no sometimes it would be like if someone got and I feel like the adult grilled cheese always got me sometimes okay or sometimes it'd be really annoying when kids doing kids meals because uh the main kids meal was either grilled cheese or peanut butter and jelly uh and in order to serve peanut butter and jelly uh you have to uh use peanut butter obviously but that's an allergen so that whole the whole peanut butter and jelly station is like its own separate table away from the rest of the food and when you went over there you had to like completely switch gloves you had to like go over there take your gloves off wash your hands put new gloves on 
then make the sandwich, then take your gloves off, then throw those away, then wash your hands again, then put new gloves on and get back on the line. So it was like the act is like the glove, the sanitation around it. It's like, I understand why it has to be that way. <laughs> it, it's so it, funny <laughs> that there's like that a peanut butter and jelly, the most basic of all sandwiches yes. is the one that was that was challenging. But I do have to say I do, there's a small amount of like me, me that has like the appreciation for the safety protocols that have been set in place yeah. for this very thing. So yeah, that, that would always take a long. And because like even making the sandwich wouldn't take a long time. It was the act of the gloves on and off. That was the real, uh, time killer. Yes. Yeah. I, I remember. So, uh, um, my senior year of high school, I signed <clears throat> up to do, uh, a job at a local car dealership where I was, I was effectively just going and like doing, I oil. always forget you had this job. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, I think, you were in college, okay. so at the very least, it would make sense because you weren't seeing me like go to and fro and, and right. all that. Uh, but it was it was a very it was a very odd job for me to do because really what had happened was I I got into like um, speakers for my car, and so I I was never taught really anything about how to do anything with cars, like right. al- almost everything that that ever that I ever had to figure out was always coming because I had taken my Isuzu trooper, like off-roading blown like a nine inch hole into the side of the tire and had to figure out how to take the one off the back to, yeah. to, to swap it out. Right. You like, know, and it, the realization as a teenager that, that, that tire on the back is not part of the aesthetic. It's like a genuine actual spare tire. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, like you need this, it's going to come up. And then really what ultimately happened too, is I then took the destroyed tire, put it on the back and then destroyed another tire and then no longer had a spare at all. Oh, right. Yeah. That's <laughs> so, the problem. You got to go replace the spare. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. And I remember at the time each tire cost about $180, which was exactly how much money I made in two weeks at my job at Petland. Oh, no. So as every time I birthed a tire, it was like there two weeks of work is to, going in to fix this thing is going in to fix this thing. So yeah. that was always a bummer. But, um, so I had done like those little odd things. The trooper itself used a full quart of oil Every time you had to fill it up, <laughs> a full quart of 10W40. The act of owning this car was such a drain on your very limited finances. It was, it was. Yeah. And it was also during uh, that period of time when like gas prices were just immensely high. I feel like I remember in high school, I yeah, I had friends who would, even though they, yeah, like had uh, cars and jobs, they would try and bum rides and do as little driving as possible to avoid spending any money on like gas ever for any reason. It's true. Yeah. It's true. And it was such a and thing. You were the too. exact opposite. I drove everywhere. <laughs> I always wanted to drive. Like, I want to drive. I want to be the one in the car. I'm going to wreck the tires and I'll replace them. And I'm going to get a quart of oil and the tank is enormous. I got to fill it up all the time. It gets that, terrible gas mileage. This was my genuine philosophy is like, I, I'm allowed to screw up as long as I'm the one who pays the price for it. I mean, and, that's very true. Yeah. So it was like, you know, this, this was the deal, you know, it worked out. I mean, I'm sure mom and dad who had given me the vehicle did not feel like this was a fair, like, you know, the, the ability, they would literally pop the hood on this thing and the entire interior was mud. Like, right. Like every single surface under the hood was covered in mud. Was mud. Um, but anyway, so like that, that was like, I, and then I did the, the car audio stuff. So I had, I had like installed my own, you know, deck and speakers in the doors and like the subwoofers in the back and stuff. And so that was in my mind, like my, my, my grand qualifications to go and work at a car dealership, which I very quickly learned. I knew 
I didn't know how to change brakes. I didn't know how to, I didn't even really know how to change oil right. the first time. And they were like, I remember like one of the guys being like, all right, like you're up, change the oil. And I was like, and I, you, know, you go over and like open up the, the drawer and you're like looking at all the wrenches and you're like <laughs> kind of doing that thing where you're like you're reaching in and looking at them and yeah, being like, like this one maybe yeah like could you show me how to do it <laughs> yes yeah the point is though is that when you are working on cars you always wear those like the exact same latex gloves oh really like, that's the reason I brought this entire story up it was it okay. was a very long segue for for gloves yeah but uh, yes you're like and it was. I, it always just baffled me because they did not hold up to cars at all. I can like, only imagine. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, you would, you would pull them out. You of your hardly pack. held up to sandwiches. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. And, uh, yes, yeah, so you, you pull them out and, and like the second you reached it, you hardly held up the sandwiches. That just like, <laughs> that really tickled me. Um, but yeah, it's like you'd reach in the second your hand, like grazed, like, uh, like a bolt or, you know, a, like a, a nut or a screw or anything in there. Yeah. It's just like tear. And, um, yeah, I remember like, I, I just had absolutely no, understanding of how anything to do with this job worked but most mechanics like the shop doesn't provide the tools so like you you don't get hired as a mechanic and then they're they're like yep here's the shop you know like we got impact guns over there wrench sets over here really yeah no you you own your toolbox and most people are like their toolbox might cost or tools inside of it are probably upwards of Twenty to thirty thousand dollars. That is very interesting to me, isn't it? I yeah. would have maybe. Oh, man, that can't be true at every mechanic shop. Maybe oh, I don't know. I, I, it would. I think that there is a chance that the more highly commercialized, like speedy. I don't even know if that's a regional chain. That might be something that is just here. Yeah. Um, Valvoline, I think, is more of like. I a imagine national. if you go to like the dealership. This something. was a dealership. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Weird. And and literally every every single person had their own stuff. So and what did you were you just expected to show up with a toolbox? No, so that was the thing because I was I was just like yeah. th- their little helper. I wasn't hired as a proper mechanic, which yeah. is like a, like do not underestimate the skills that mechanics have. Mm-hmm. Like that it's a very real job. Yeah. Um and I was very much just there to mostly hand people things and be an extra set of hands and and stuff like that. So I wasn't very useful. The thing was though, is that even the gloves themselves were something that the individual mechanics were having to buy off of like the supply truck that came. Really? Yeah. And so I I remember it was like one of these things where I was like, man, I'm destroying gloves. And like, I would always watch them. I'm like, you guys are like really taking these things to the limit. Like, I mean, they're, they're so worn out, like just get a new pair. Yeah. And then I, someone eventually had to talk to me because I was replacing my gloves off of like each of their stations, not knowing that like I was taking like their personal gloves, their personal gloves. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, they're, they're, they're spending, I don't know, $15 for the pack of gloves to last them a month. And and I'm going through like three in my three hour shift and they're wearing one for an eight hour day. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I was, I was just being so incredibly, so someone had to talk to me. They had to pull me aside. Wow. I know. Wow. 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 I know. I know. Look at you. Um, So gloves, gloves, it's uh, people who people are tuning in today's episode and they're like, no intro. And then, and then a, a, a nearly 10 minute conversation about gloves about gloves and sandwiches and well the reason for the in case you in case you just don't know or you need a refresher the reason for the uh 15 seconds of silence is that anarchy continues to reign over on the patreon page it does uh the thing is yeah the th- like um whoever whoever voted up host neither neither like typically 
uh, you know, it doesn't it it it's not surprising because it sort of like lasts a while. It does. I guess it could tip over, but so far. Uh, it will at least last, their votes will continue to last for minimum a month. Not that someone couldn't tip them over in the meantime. True. But like, it'll be a month before those disappear from the pool. Unless they re-up. And who knows, maybe they think this is so funny that they'll just keep it up. I, oh man, uh, oh man. Yeah, yeah. so if, if you if you are just so badly missing, like, the, it, it reminds me, so we're watching um, the TV show Big Bang Theory. We got slightly hooked on it while we were at the hospital because mm. it was just on like the, the TV in the hospital room and then we went home and I bought it from a long time ago. So but we've been watching that, but like Sheldon does like the knock where he'll do like knock, right. knock, you know, yeah. penny, knock, one, two, knock, three penny. It would be like him not getting to like, to like finish his like sequence is the people who like listen to the pop and the little intro music ends. And it's just like, no, I need, I need those words. I right. need the host gotta, to, to start. Gotta say something, but as as of now this is just how this is you know the situation we built this up and uh, we wrote this into the rules and now we have to follow it i know i know <laughs> I, I honestly i find it completely hilarious i know my, i never my, thought it would happen my chief concern is that somebody listened to the episode or like pulled it up and it was just silence and they're like oh they must have just messed up and then they just assumed they didn't give us the 15 seconds yeah well and i mean the intro music still played the intro music so still that. paid. Yeah, 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 yeah. So maybe they're like, only intro, only uploaded the intro music this week. Yeah. What a boring episode. <laughs> Plus just an hour of silence after that. Right. <laughs> Weird. So speaking of last week's episode, though, mm-hmm. because we, for one, I, I want to thank everybody who reached out to me because it was a rather emotional episode for myself. And I, there was such an outpour of support from the, the little kernels out there, people just sending me positive messages and, yes. and all sorts of stuff. So I want to thank all of you guys for that because that was very generous of you, uh, to take the few minutes to send that message. And, and I've said this before, but I, I read the emails, yeah. like everything that comes through. It's like, I see your emails. Uh, so I very much appreciate that. In addition, follow up. People were, were so supportive of me. They were not supportive of one of our opinions last week, mm-hmm. which is that snickerdoodles <laughs> are a wildly overrated cookie and people, the word, <laughs> the word slander was used by 15 or more people wow like that that it was snickerdoodle slander snickerdoodle slander here's the thing okay okay i also i investigated the reddit it turns out yeah that's this the snickerdoodle conversation really grabbed people in a in a way especially if they were a big i didn't hear as much from people who super agreed with us but the people who disagreed made their voices heard oh yeah and let me just say i think i think I just want to clear the air a little because okay. I think most people's opinion and maybe our own words would disprove exactly what I'm about to say. But what I was really trying to get across was not that snickerdoodles can't be good. Okay. Like it's not that you can't eat a snickerdoodle and enjoy it. It's just that snickerdoodles don't do what it says on the box for better or worse. Sure. You know sure. what I mean? That's like, fair. That's fair. Yes. yes. I, I see what you're saying. It's like, you know what? If, if someone, if you never heard of a snickerdoodle before and you were blindfolded and someone handed you a snickerdoodle, there is no chance you would anticipate the incoming flavor. Yes. You know what I mean? It's, Whereas if someone hands you an oatmeal raisin or a chocolate chip or, you know, a sugar cookie, like you, it tastes like what it says. Yes. <laughs> like the real problem is that they re- they need to just rename 
snickerdoodles, like cinnamon butter cookies, <gasps> you know, which all of a sudden sounds good and is exactly what it actually is. Cinnabutter. Cinnabutter. Cinnabutter cookies. Yeah. That's, yeah, a, I, mu- that's I, a much butter name. Oh, <laughs> that was really good. That was Thank really you. good. Yeah. It's, it's actually very similar. I had an experience as, as a kid and I actually think that the across the street neighbor who I'm about the house that we were at, I think he listens to the pop which was like one of those like really fun revelations. Oh, you know, not, not the Steven we always talk about who is frequently biking with us, but yeah, different Steven. Oh, different. Steven. Our, our yeah, cro- yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Was our across well, the street. I was neighbor. thinking other across the street neighbor from the other house. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. Holy cow. That would have been crazy. So, 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 uh, apparently we are super popular with across the street neighbors. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if you, if you, I don't know the last time you spoke to other Jonathan. <laughs> uh, oh, true. Yeah. 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 <laughs> there was another Jonathan. That's a good point. Yeah. Not for, not recently. Um, the point is though, is that this across the street neighbor's mom was like a fantastic cook. Yeah. And so, uh, frequently and, and our parents were friends. So frequently we would, we would walk across the street and we would have dinner, uh, with this family. And I remember that there was a very similar thing that happened one night where in general, and in, in, even in this instance, the food was always so, so good. Yeah. Um, but I remember that, that we were served soup once that had what I thought were potatoes yeah. in the soup. Okay. And it turned out they were water chestnuts. Oh, uh, the most disappointing food of them all. It's like, it's like, mm. it's like the snickerdoodle problem all over again. Water chestnuts. I was like, I mean, what is better than a potato in soup? Answer, nothing. Like, it, it is, potatoes are so good in soup. Strong opinion about water chestnuts. <laughs> <laughs> they just, are the worst. I, would, I hate the texture. They have no flavor. It's like a... It's like crunchy water, but not ice. It's and what is the deal? Well, I don't understand how this particular style of of crop has has like maintained its stronghold. But like celery, cucumbers, it's like these are these are all in the same camp of like essentially water based crunch. Look, I get, I can see the argument for celery. It is like a vessel for other things. It is even like part of like the like the holy trinity of foods in New Orleans, right? Like everything has like carrots, onion, celery. <sighs> That's part of the thing. I did not know that. I but think so. it's I mean, okay, I can see what you're saying. Can, like it's an edible vessel. It's an edible vessel. And I can even see the argument for cucumbers. Like, cause with that, you know, cucumbers oh. are the road to pickles. No. no. Well, true. Yeah. And pickles be great. Yeah. But like, but like cucumbers are undercooked pickles and it's like (laughs) (laughs) yes right vinegar cooks things yes yeah obviously that's that's how it works it's 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 like you can order a rare steak but you can't order rare chicken that is the case you do not want rare pickles which are just (laughs) which are just cucumbers you don't want a medium damp pickle Uh, right that's a cucumber (laughs) not good not as good the thing is i think cucumbers real problem is that people it's such a mild flavor that people are like oh you need a lot of cucumbers in order to get the flavor across and nothing can be further from the truth it is a it is it is a it is a weak but strong flavor if you know what i mean yes a little goes a long way it doesn't taste like much but it it that's the problem is that it doesn't taste like much but it will still out overpower everything everything else yeah so everything will taste like not much Mm. it just makes me frustrated thinking about it yeah yeah so it's like i from for for what it's worth 
the the snickerdoodle people out there i would like to have issue a formal apology i am sorry and i will i will give snickerdoodles uh, a, a fair a fair shake and i even thought cinnamon that, butter cookies ben yeah call cinna- them what they are not what they're not they're not snickerdoodles cin- cinnabutters um <laughs> but so what what i'm going to do is maybe maybe when i do ben bakes we'll do mm. ben's version of a snickerdoodle based mm. on my imagination yeah and then ben's version of uh of a, a cinnabutter which is formally known as a snickerdoodle right which per the recipe per per intent i yeah. guess uh, originally. So that all, all apologies go out to you, but if you're coming at me for cucumbers, I'm standing my ground. Stand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I, I'm firm on this firm hill. on the cucumber, even firmer on the water chestnut. I don't feel like water chestnut has maintained the same foothold as cucumber True. or uh, celery. Even I don't feel like I have had a water chestnut in quite some time, but I'm not upset about it. Here's if, the, I, if I never have one again, it'll be too soon. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Well stated. Yeah. And what, what is mind blowing to me too, though, it's like, cause we've watched, uh, like vegetables come into vogue, you know, like I feel like, uh, like avocados growing up. I don't, I don't ever remember avocados prior to the age. I don't know, like 19. Mm. And then at some point in time, avocados were just everywhere yeah whoever whoever got job whoever got the the new marketing job at big avocado they are crushing it oh yeah yeah absolutely absolutely and um similarly oh what was the other one that i feel like oh brussels sprouts Mm. i think have have come back in such a fierce way now it it, there's i don't know i want to say have you heard i don't know if this is like like a common myth associated with the modern day brussels sprout or if there is like some truth behind the story but have you heard that like it's not that brussels sprouts suddenly came into vogue it's that like Someone some people them. in europe were like brussels sprouts don't taste good but we can genetically breed them we can like breed generations of them until we get good tasting ones and then and like that's what happened like someone fixed them it's not like you're remembering like they used to taste bad they did used to taste bad yeah and now they've been fixed and it's like oh now they're good. <laughs> right, right. Well, maybe I've I have heard that same tale before. Okay. So we'll we'll have to check it out on 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 an episode of uh burnt popcorn. We will. Uh which is which is a um Patreon tier that we do have available where at the end of every month or so Jordan will go through and take wild stabs in the dark that we've had yeah. and correct us. Right. And so it's it's like basically a whole extra episode of the pop. So again, patreon.com slash popcorn. Oh, oh, on that note, I also learned this past week that the Snickers candy bar, which everyone just categorically agreed is the best candy bar, obviously, um, with no complaints at all, uh, were, was named after the owner's horse. Snickers? Snickers. What? Which makes Snickers even better. They're named after a horse? Amazing. I could even see how, it could, because horses sort of have that like whinny, and yeah. it's, like, it's like almost like a laugh, or a snicker. A snicker. And it's like, Snickers. <laughs> yes. Exactly. That's Snickers. Yeah, that you was just, Snicker. Oh, man. Oh, man. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm in on that. Actually, the other thing that's kind of interesting is that Ethan, the editor who does the podcast for us, has is in the process of acquiring um, a, a pup. And mm. it has it has sparked conversation about pet names yeah. here in the office. And uh, Kat, who who works here as well, pointed out that food... That's a human, not a cat. Oh, good point. Because <laughs> we're point. talking about pets. True. Cat. K-A-T, not uh, C-A-T. Um, 
she pointed out that foods as names for pets like work all the time. Yeah. And I, it's like, she said it and I was like, Oh, that's true. Mm. Cause I, I always struggle. I have a dog named Luna. Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't know if you know this, but like there are like 17 other people listening who also have an animal named Luna. Right. It's yeah, like, it's probably like, I, the number of, I have been at the vet before with Luna and then somebody walked out to call us and said Luna and two other people stood up. Wow. It is a popular dog name for sure. Right. And if, if only I had gone with like something like potatoes or celery, <laughs> how kidding. dare you? How <laughs> or cucumber. <laughs> no, even worse. <laughs> no, I would never do that for a dog. No. I would never, I would never burden uh, a hound with such a, that said, I do think the, the name that is most of the running for Ethan who edits the, the pop is pickles. Oh, yeah. I thought he should have gone with steam engine, but whatever. <laughs> Great dog name. I, every time I think about what, like naming an animal, you always have to do that. Like imagine <clears throat> it's like seven o'clock in the morning and they're out in the yard and you need them to come in and you have to open the back door and say steam engine, steam engine, get in here. Fantastic name for a dog. It's hilarious. Just call him steam. Oh, that is not a bad steam, one. I steamy. Like, I like. I would just go with steam. I, I probably wanna, end up calling it Steve. You know what? I I want to say that Ethan, if he were to lean out the, I I I could be mistaken, but I want to say that if he were to lean out the window, he is like one block away from actual train tracks. Anyway, true. Right? Yeah. I think if I'm so, if I'm laying out the city and have a general idea of where I think Ethan lives. Right. Mm-hmm. So he could give a holler he could and maybe call. a steam engine would just come running. Yeah, maybe it actually would. <laughs> the man People likes trains. People would be like, we know, we can hear the train. <laughs> it's loud. It is. Uh, we've lived near trains our entire life. Oh, that's, uh, I mean, Roanoke is a rail city. It's for true. Sure. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. Okay, Jay, it's been several weeks. Okay. How about... A corny joke. Well, I would love a corny joke. Right. Okay. Right. Let's let's go ahead and we'll do it. This this corny joke has been on the show notes, I think, for like six weeks, okay. which is about how long it's been wow. since we've done it. Because okay. I would, and I just thought people I just are going to get a, this bingo square this week. I know. Yeah. I know. They're excited about it. This one comes from uh, Lola Waldrip, who says, "What rock group has four guys that don't sing?" What rock group has four guys that don't sing? Just all instrumentals, basically. Yeah, yeah could be. Could yeah, be. Yeah. Right, yeah. Mannheim yeah. Steamroller, obviously. Yeah. I'm impressed that you came up with, with a non-vocal yeah. band, but I think that there are like 79 people. That's true. They're a little bigger than four. Right, right. Mm-hmm. The correct answer is Mount Rushmore. Uh, oh, 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 I get it. Incidentally, uh, great name for a band. <laughs> It is. <laughs> but we're a rock group. Is Mannheim steamroller? That's that's a train, right? Would that be a train, a steamroller? Is that what they're going for? I'm not really sure. I don't know. What would a steamroller be? A steamroller. Maybe something that presses asphalt down? Or is that more like a... That know? seems less Christmassy. It does seem right? less Christmassy. <laughs> did we see Mannheim steamroller when we were in Universal? We did. It was there? Yeah, they're, okay. they're playing on the lawn. Okay. Yes, they were playing on the lawn. Okay, because there's them and there's like one other like real Christmassy... Something or another, yeah. Orchestra. They both used to come to the uh, to the to the concert venue. I used to work at. Bingo. 
<laughs> anyway, thank you so much, Lola uh, Waldrip, for your submission to the Corny Jokes. If you have a corny joke that you would like to submit, you can email it over to popcornculturepod at gmail.com. Um, I don't use all of them, but I do get a laugh out of a bunch of them. So uh, I appreciate I appreciate you all get, of You get a snicker out yeah, of it? Yeah, I, I, I get a snicker. Okay, Jade. <laughs> so now next next segment up that we've missed, I think, maybe periodically is the uh, Wick of the Peak. Ah, the Wick of the Peak! <laughs> which, which you hadn't given me instructions uh, to make sure I did not forget this week. Well, that is because I feel like this week of the peak would be right up your particular alley. <gasps> um, it is a is a new show that Beth and I have been watching that just premiered on Apple. It is called The Shrink Next Door. Okay, I love it already. Okay, it stars Paul Rudd and Will Ferrell as like the two main leads. This is I'm, I'm already sold. I'm right? already sold. It doesn't even yeah. matter what it's about. Right, right, right. Yeah. right. So, but anyway, The Shrink Next Door is uh, it is a TV series based upon a podcast which told the story of the real life people. Um, in, involved. Okay. So it's based on a true story that's obviously been dramatized and stuff like that. But it basically just tells the story of this relationship between a um, psychiatrist and one of his patients and how the psychiatrist sort of like uh, takes over his life. A I can't bit. even begin to guess which of these two is the psychiatrist. It is so interesting because when I first, because Beth and I listened to the podcast, she was listening to it. She's like, you got to listen to this. I was like, okay, I listened to it in like two days. It's not that long. It's like six episodes. It's called the shrink next door. If you want to go listen to it, super good. Listen, uh, very like engaging. And when I heard who was playing in it, I was like, I was so certain that it was going to be Will Ferrell, who was a psychiatrist, and Paul Rudd, who was like the um, the patient. And it is not. It is the complete opposite. And they are both just crushing it. No way. It is, it is so good. I love it so much. But I just, I think you would like it because you enjoy like all the psychology and stuff. And there is just like so much of it at play. And there's so much just like, especially if you kind of know where it's going or you just like cringing at like the manipulation the 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 doctor has over his patient it's just like oh it's like it hurts me to even watch i'm like no don't what are you doing what are you doing no 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 interesting but i i think you would get um i think you would find it very interesting because it's like well the like the the doctor is is this very like charismatic character who's like he's clearly also a very good psychologist, but it's like because he's so good, he's so capable of like manipulating people. Oh, so it's like at first he's just genuinely super helpful, but then, but then anyway. So yeah, okay. So this is this, it's sort of an interesting topic a little bit because um, for one, I am I am like very very interested in psychology, and I and I think whenever like a phenomenon is explained to me, and I can start like applying it to everyday life, like. <laughs> For, for example, like this is not necessarily so much psych- psychology, but it's like logical fallacies, for example. Yeah. It's like once you know what logical fallacies are and you start to spot them in the real world, it makes you so much better equipped to communicate with people about what they're doing. Right. Because so every single one of them is almost always somebody just baiting you into some, some other avenue. Like they are taking you away from... The, the main ac- argument. The main argument. Yeah. Whether it's trying to get you like emotionally uh, charged up or um, just literally redirecting the conversation into a different place, like and in, in taking this point and attempting to argue a different point entirely. Right. Like I'm losing this one. So what about this time when you were wrong? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What about isms? Yeah. Um, mm. <clears throat> but uh, one, one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot lately is like I... I think, and maybe it, maybe this is me being at the center of my own universe. Um, aren't we all? Aren't we all? Mm. Um, 
but that almost that felt that felt fishy the way you said that aren't we all are you were you just letting me know that i'm on the truman show oh absolutely are you just trying to give people bingo square <laughs> maybe <laughs> it's uh, one of my new fun games is like i want to think of all the bingo squares and see how i can see how you can yeah. it's it's like a conversational game for me to see if i can if i can find my way through the bingo squares it, well yeah it's funny you say that because it occurred to me that as i was trying to very force the uh concert venue I used to work at that bingo square square is also occupied by panera so it already covered it i just i wasted oh, i wasted wow. a, a square i think you lose points for that popcorn culture is sponsored by shopify Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile. And it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. Popcorn Culture is supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled. But something I did not know existed when I was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting you know to me it was just like a rare charizard is a rare charizard like it doesn't doesn't matter if it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded it can add huge value and then not only that but once they're graded they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the the industry as a slab and that's where arena club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack but it's for a pre-graded card now i know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see but you can also request them to be sent to you at any time so they have got a ton of pre-graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do but whether you're buying selling trading or displaying arena club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out 
And right now you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash pop pop, which wow, that is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's like $40 right there. Anyway, that's arenaclub.com slash pop pop for 10% off your first purchase. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Um, where was I going with this though? Oh, so yes, I like the psychology behind things. And I, I think that like, it seems like the idea of, of, you know, going to therapy and maybe speaking with somebody or, or better recognizing like the various traumas in your life and how they may have impacted you. I think that there's this, this, uh, like we've talked about like the Marie Kondo, like does, does something spark joy? Yep. And I think some of that conversation has been brought to relationships as well. So it's, it's not necessarily just a way to, um, declutter your home and, and kind of like remove distractions. But I feel like there's a lot of like, is this person contributing in a positive way to my life? And I feel like a lot of that has brought up this buzzword of toxic people. Ooh, toxic, I feel like is, I bet if you do a Google search for like its popularity over time, um, it it would be pretty low. There'd be a giant spike when Britney Spears had that album. Then it would drop again. And then in the last few years, it would have like skyrocketed back up. Yes, it, it feels <laughs> like the word toxic it's <clears throat> gets thrown around quite a lot. It does. And it's it's... I think at one point it was a, the appropriate word that was a specific description. Uh-huh. And my guess is that it has been you overused to the point now where it has lost a lot of its meaning. And it's, it's hard to know what someone means by the word toxic. Exactly. And be, because it's I, I I think that personally in, in the you know, this year, uh I sort of had this like upheaval where there was like a toxic person in my own life that I finally did basically like cut free. Mm -hmm. And the, the further that I've gotten from it, the more I have felt very, 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 very positive that it was the right choice for me to do. Like it's, it's been very reassuring, like of, of like a weight kind of came off of me. Um, I, I have like genuinely felt better on like a daily basis. Um, but I, I had like a, um, a weird, almost like trauma response where something, um, it wasn't even the, the person themselves. It was somebody else on social media just posted something that literally reminded me of the other person. And it like spiked my heart rate for a second. Right. And it was sort of this thing where I was like, Oh my gosh, like I just got brought right back. Like, and it was so telling because it was like, I haven't felt this way for 
a while now. Right. And it was like, oh, it came back all at once. And then, and then fortunately I was able to like push it back down. Yeah. But the other thing that I will say about this, that is this in my mind, this was removing a toxic person from my life, but I've also thought about it a lot. And I don't think of this person in a negative light, you mm-hmm. know, like, like I don't think that they are like a, like a bad person. I, I think that there are like, reasons why our interactions didn't work well together yeah i think this is part of like the like um disambiguation of the word of the word itself where it's like where i think earlier in a like several you know many episodes ago now you discuss like learning more about the difference between the words like stress and anxiety yes and it was like oh i you know i used to just think of anxiety as just like generally feeling worried like i was anxious about going on stage not as like a full like a like a condition necessarily right <clears throat> but i think because i saw you put this in the show notes so i sort of looked up because i was sort of right like i um i was sort of right there with you just not knowing like like yeah i think the word toxic gets thrown around a lot to describe anymore to describe anyone who can like disagree with your point of view you or maybe sure? just disagrees with you a lot <laughs> or maybe just someone that you, you just don't like. you just don't like yeah uh which does that make them toxic or yeah. does it just mean that you're just not compatible people? Right. And so I think it. I think you're right. Uh, based on like sort of what I found it, it seems like it's almost more of a condition. It's not necessarily a like, trait. It's, it's almost like a trait. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I, oh. I, maybe, maybe let me get some clarification because <clears throat> I was asking um, like, a, like a condition. I, 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 maybe what I was thinking is that a, like, a toxic relationship is not really defined by a trait of other, both people, but like a condition of the relationship itself or, or part of a circumstance, like the circumstance is toxic, even if both, both parties themselves maybe aren't toxic. Mm-hmm. Or, or would you say that, that this toxicity is in fact a trait? I think, I think it's like an actual trait that okay. like someone has, not that it means that they are like necessarily actively mean, or that they are like intentionally malicious in any way. Not that they're like might even not be trying to cause you uh, like physical or mental or emotional harm. Right. It is just like a it is like become a trait of them it, oh, in, I like, see what in you're saying. like an uncontrollable way. Right. <clears throat> that feels very correct. It's sort of like, do you remember? Uh, I think a, maybe a good example. Not, maybe maybe not a good example, but. Um, there's an episode of how I met your mother where Ted is on riding the bus and he keeps pointing out different, like crazy architecture things around New York city and like trying to get excited about it with the other person. And he says, and eventually by the end of the episode, he's like, kids, if you can't spot the crazy person on the bus, it's you. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) And it's just like, like, it's this, like, if, if you're like it's like those people who say i don't like drama but suddenly but somehow no matter where that person goes they're always the center of drama drama. and it's like dude you're the you're the cause like you're the common denominator here right basically that's someone who's saying i don't like how upset people get at me constantly making things me constantly doing things that will make people upset right it's like i've made a whole bunch of decisions that merit somebody getting upset, but I am tired of people getting upset. So right. I don't like drama. It's like, 
<laughs> like maybe you don't like the drama, but like it's the failure to recognize your role in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's extremely well said. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I like that. So, did you write down some traits here? Because so, I think this could be maybe a good way to help people spot um, if a relationship is in fact. So this is yeah. I looked it up. This is these were the the top six traits of someone who is truly who might truly fall under under the definition of the word toxic Lame according to me. according to webmd <laughs> i don't know how seriously anyone super takes webmd i i honestly don't know uh, that, i would say it's like my most trusted medical website but also i don't trust many of like if you put in the symptoms i don't trust what it gives back it, it feels like it feels like the real thing is webmd is not very good at identifying the common cold maybe the flu food poisoning like right yeah, it's like chances are the ailment you have is not what M- WebMD is going to tell you. It's. I think this is a, a solid resource because it's more like looking up traits of a certain thing rather than trying. To, it's not a good tool for diagnosing yourself. Uh, yes, yeah, is yeah, what yeah. it comes down <laughs> you to. You are not a doctor, <clears throat> right? Yeah. It is not. That does not make. Yes, WebMD does not make you a doctor. <laughs> okay, so give me the traits. Me so the traits. anyway, number one, um, warning signs to watch out for if you are dealing with a toxic person. Number one, you feel like you're being manipulated into something you don't want to do. Number two, you're constantly confused by the person's behavior. Number three, you feel like you deserve an apology that never comes. Number four, you always have to defend yourself to this person. Number five, you never fully feel comfortable around them. And number six, you continually feel bad about yourself in their presence. My goodness, gravy. Those yeah. are so spot on. Those are so okay. So. They're so spot on. Holy cow. I think the, the tricky thing is sometimes wondering, like, like is like if you're like, like I always, I feel like I'm always trying to give people the benefit of the doubt at all times. Yeah. And so like it, it, my immediate response would probably be more to like turn it against myself. Like at, mm, this is, a, I keep having a negative scenario with this person, but I don't feel like, is it, is it me? Like, am I doing something wrong? Yeah. And, and I, I can speaking from my own personal experience and, and this is where I feel like maybe the, if nothing else, the relationship was, was toxic, but it was the type of thing where, where I was doing the same thing. I was turning everything inward and it was making me feel really, 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 really badly about myself. Right. And, um, it was, it was kind of one of these things where in, in therapy, my, my person pointed out to me and they were like, this comes up a lot. Yeah. Like, and it's like, is there a way to like, not have this person in your life? Mm -hmm. And it was kind of like, Oh, maybe. Mm -hmm. And then it was sort of like once, once I like, once they were no longer a part of it, it was like, Oh my gosh, like this, this redirect of my, of the frustration that was being sparked that so much of, so much of what, it, I was, I was redirecting into myself. Right. Yeah, ex- exactly what you're saying. And yeah. so it was making me attack myself because I was constantly in this, in this state of like, something feels wrong. It, it, it's it, the one here the, um, you feel like you deserve an apology that never comes. It's like the fact that there was never an instance where it felt like, Hey, I'm sorry. Like I made you feel that way or something. It was like, Nope. You should feel the way that you were feeling. <laughs> right. There was never any like validation. <laughs> there was never any validation. For right. It. Um, and so what, what's kind of, I guess, interesting to me about this, and this was, this was sort of like my note is that I think that, um, when it comes down to it and as I was assessing the circumstances that I knew about the person, it was like, I did know that there were things that extended 
further back into their life, their, like their own individual, like, mm-hmm. you know, trauma moments or whatever. Right. That, that I knew were having an effect on who they were today. Right. And it's, it's something where it's like, you can sort of, you can sort of like identify, you can understand, but I guess I, the note I have written down, let me see if I can spring off it this way. It's, it's a, I think that there is an understandable reason why every single person is the way that they are. So it's like, if, yeah, if that, at any point in time you got to know the, the beginning of the story, mm-hmm. like, like what, what happened? Because it's like, chances are, if this person is a certain way, if, if they feel a need to, um, like, like bully someone else, it's, it's probably because, because they felt bullied themselves at some point in time, their self-esteem has been plummeted somehow, but, but it's, I don't tend to believe that like somebody is just maybe born with the low self-esteem. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I'm not like, like it's maybe, nature versus nurture, I guess a little bit of a conversation there. And this is where I'm not a psychologist. Like I, I don't know. Right. Um, but I, I tend to think that like no, nobody is ever becoming someone who might be a negative presence in your life without something having happened. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be very like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I I'm glad whoever this person is, is, um, you've, you've managed to like find a way to, to separate, Yes. Or at least uh, alleviate that mental um, burden. I feel like what you're is what you're trying to get at that. J- like just because someone's a negative force in your life that they're not, like maybe not trying to be that way. Or y- yes, I think so. Um, or or it's it's like a certain amount of. I think that as 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 a collective, we're getting better at understanding those moments. And maybe, maybe this is what I'm trying to say is like, we're, we're all starting to understand like, like we can relate or maybe we had a similar moment that happened to us that made us feel a similar way. Or maybe we had a completely different thing that landed us in the same spot. Like, like insecurity was born from, from somewhere and insecurity manifests as something. Um, I, I think what is kind of like the next step is, is sort of that question of like, is there, a way as we've like identified a lot of these things. And as, as we all move forward to almost like cut off the head of the dragon, so to speak, mm-hmm. so that like maybe, maybe there's, I mean, you can't eliminate all traumatic events because th- things happen, you know, it's like, and, and not all things that happen are caused by somebody doing something that is, is mean or unfair. You know, it's just right. Sometimes bad things happen. Sometimes bad things happen. Um, but is there a way to to develop or get better at attempting to ward some of these things off sooner? <laughs> that is I, that is a great question, and the answer is I don't know. I would I would imagine that as more time goes on, the answer is yes. But like it is, I feel like you very much have your finger on the pulse of something here because literally just this morning, I was like scrolling through TikTok and I saw this little comedy bit. I forget who the comedian was, but um, the bit was they were poking fun at millennials, which you and I both are. And they were saying, I feel like our problem is that we're like really self-aware, but we don't know what to do about it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's just like, like, oh, I, I've got anxiety. And they're like, oh, 
what are you doing about it? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. I'm just, I'm what I'm doing. I'm letting you know so you can work around it. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Okay, you're saying it exactly. No, that, that's nail on the head. It's, yeah. It's, it's, um, it, we, we are, we are starting to learn the, the side effects of these moments of our life. And I think we're, with that information in mind, we, we might be better equipped uh, as we go through things to even communicate to someone else. It's like this, this circumstance made me upset because it took away my sense of security. And it's like, now we can identify it, but it's almost like, why do you have, where, where does the original source of, of the need for security come from? Right. Or, or what, what is the other aspect of your life that, ha- that has caused you to feel a sense of lack of, you know, security. Yeah. And, um, so I, I think that I was, I was, um, Talk, talking to Alice about this the other day because you know we're we're looking at at baby Addison like all we want to do is everything we possibly can to just you know support her in life as she goes forward right and I'm like inevitably there's going to be something where she is impacted by having us as parents I th- like th- it feels like the laws of inevitability are there is are, are, there is no doubt that of course that's true right yeah but like there's no doubt that something like unfortunate will happen eventually that you'll have to overcome yes with her and there's pro- there's also probably no doubt that at some point they they are going to they that she will make you mad in some way and you'll have to deal with that <laughs> sure sure <laughs> you know? it's, like, it's impossible to imagine now i know it is yeah. it is it's like what could yeah. you possibly do that would make me mad right I'll have, to, I'll have to give that one a good think. Yeah. 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 Um, but I, yeah, this is, it's like, that's, that, that is like one of those things where it's like, okay, I want to take what I've learned. I, I want to take the, the things that as an adult, I've been able to recognize, like the, these moments made me feel this way. And it's like, I want to make sure that those things don't happen, but it's like, are, well, is, is what's going to end up happening is that we all have a flashlight in a dark room and we all have the ability to point the flashlight where we think it needs to go. Yeah. But it doesn't mean the rest of the room isn't still kind of dark. You've got to watch the shrink next door, man. Oh, really? You've got to watch it. Okay. <laughs> oh okay. man. I, yeah, I feel like you are, you are super going to have many things to say about it to anyway to circle back i think your original question here was are toxic people really all that toxic and i feel like maybe what we've come around to here based on what we've read and discussed is that um toxic people aren't like if you're if you're creating a toxic presence around you that is real it does affect other people in a negative way um, it is probably not necessarily intentional. It might be outside of their control, but the effects are still real and it is not just something that has to be ignored or worked around. Yeah. Is my overall takeaway. Okay. You put a nice, happy cap on that. Thank we're, you. We're concluded. <laughs> Transition. Transition. Okay, Jay, so you have a note written down here called the determination to do something incorrectly. And then a second note that says, this is why I really like having a trainer, which I'm assuming you mean in like the fitness sense. (laughs) Yeah. So, Um, yeah. So I I was sort of coming to this realization um, recently as I've been working out. And I think it kind of like extrapolates further out uh, into into like 
the great like the rest of my life sometimes. Okay. And possibly is relatable to other people as well. So I wanted to, but I felt like the example was really hitting me over the head whilst I was um, at the gym working out. Okay. So a lot of times, basically the way it works is, you know, we get down there, our trainer will write a bunch of things on the whiteboard, a bunch of exercises we have to do. And, you know, like, for example, one, something we were doing uh, last week was uh, dumbbell press, which if you are unaware, is where you just hold uh, a single weight in each hand, you lay back down on the bench, you bring it down to your chest, you put it up. Yep. Very, very simple uh, exercise. Yes. Right. Um, and so the way I was doing it, though, I was uh, bringing it up and I was... I, I forget exact. I was bringing up my arms to an unusual angle, and our trainer came over. He's like, "Actually, you should bring them up. Uh, you should like try and get the the bar the weights to land like more right above your eyes rather than where you're going." And I made the adjustment, and it was like, "Oh, that makes this way easier." Right. And <laughs> so, and it was just like going through the math in my head. I, I was like, "This that's so weird that he." It's like, of course, that's his job. His job is to like make sure you're using proper form. But like the argument I would have been having with myself beforehand was that like, okay, if I lift them up and it goes above my eyes, that's easier. So probably the way I'm supposed to do it is to make it come up more above my chest because that's a little bit harder. So it's probably working the muscles better. And it's just like, no, <laughs> incorrect on both fronts. It's like, it's harder because you're doing it wrong. Right. But <laughs> right, it's just right, like, yep. like, like my, my just so built in voice in my head is that like the harder way must be the appropriate way because it's a, it's, that's why it's harder. Yes. <laughs> and it's just like, I, I, I feel like this is like a constant struggle that goes through my brain. Even when we were talking about like on the wives episode with like the, the tweezers or the nail clippers or something mm -hmm. like <clears throat> it's like the, I have like have the solution. It's like in my mind, it's like I'm not supposed to know where the tweezers are. You know, like that's like been my internal dialogue for 29 years. Right. You know, it's like you're not supposed to know where the tweezers are. If you were supposed to, like, they're supposed to be hard to find. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> it's a characteristic. It's a characteristic of, of needing tweezers. It, it's just like, and it's like that's so stupid. It's like they're not. You just put them somewhere, and then that's where they are. It's just like, and uh, uh, I don't. I don't know how to even describe this like thought pattern of like actively making things more difficult because you think that must be the more correct way, even though like you have your train like uh, uh, have Gabriel come over and he's like actually you should do it this way and it's like oh that's easier I could probably lift more weight now <laughs> you know right right it's yes. just like it's it's such like a it's such a win win it's like not only did you correct my form and make the movement easier, but because it's easier now and I'm doing it appropriately, I could actually get even stronger because I could lift more weight doing it the appropriate way. Right. And it's just like, in my mind, it's like, all those things can't be true. It can't be such a win-win scenario. That's not how life works. Life works that you do things the hard way and then you get results. And it's like, I, it's like, it's not that I couldn't make the appropriate form harder by adding more weight. It's just, it, I don't, I don't, do you, does, does any of this make sense? Am it's I it's absolutely making sense. Yeah, no. And, and I think that like it's the the analogy that I would kind of extrapolate from it is that I think in a very similar way, like I I want to to be handy. Like I think that I know like a like how to do some things. I usually would qualify it as like just enough to be dangerous. Yeah. Um, but frequently what happens with this is that like, I almost have t 
too much information to where I will try to solve things in a way that is <clears throat> more complicated yeah. than is necessary. Right. So it's almost like my my mind is using so much information, whereas like almost if you were looking at it in a much more simpler sense, you might just say, or you could just tweak it this way. And it's like, that's true. Right. That would work. And this happens with Alice's mom in particular all the time. Like it, it is so often the case that like I will be trying to solve something in a very complicated way. And she's like, well, why don't you just try this? And it's like, you're right. It's too you are, simple. You're absolutely, you know what? I wanted to go and pull out all the tools, but you, with the way you did it, that, yeah. I had a, a situation like this very, like not two weeks ago, I was just trying to fix my couch and uh, it just, I, I was like looking at the, I'd like pulled off the cloth on the other side and I'm like looking at all the wood and how it's supposed to be arranged. And I can see exactly where it's broken uh-huh. and I'm like, Okay, well, as far as I can tell, the only way to solve this is I'm going to have to, like, find another rogue piece of wood. I'm going to have to saw it down to the side, and then I'm going to have to, like, nail this piece of wood to here so that I can nail this piece of wood to here. You know, like, I had this whole, like, convoluted strategy, and I'm like, the problem is I don't even even own a saw. So now I'm going to have to go to the hardware store and get a saw. But then I'm like, I don't even have anywhere to use the saw. So I'm going to have to go. In order to fix my couch, which shouldn't be hard, I'm going to have to leave my house, (laughs) go to the hardware store, buy a saw, buy saw horses, buy wood, come home, do a bunch of measures. And it was just like, and then eventually I was just like, I like took a breath. I came back. I looked at. I was like, "Oh, you know what? I think it also might work if I just shove these two things so they're overlapping and then nail it down." And like I did that, and it's been perfectly fine. It was a super easy fix. Oh my gosh! And it was just like, uh, you know, I was like, but like for so I was just standing there, like frustrated for like half an hour. Like this is like this is like, and then when it worked the other way, I was like, "Oh, this is this is easy." But yeah, it's so true. It's it's just it's just the thing. But, um, and so I I think the way sometimes this like creeps out into the greater world is that so often like what you were describing, it's like you have an idea for something and it's like because you're the one who had the idea, you're like so self-assured that this must be this is you because you thought of it. It's a good idea. Right. And like this is the way it'll have to go. And I feel like it just it can often make me I can only speak for me. It often makes me feel like other people's like ideas are like le- like less good <laughs> like like they're like it was your idea so it's like how could anybody else be more qualified to execute the idea than me because it was my idea right like 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 you can't possibly it, know how to do like my people idea put better. blinders up for like better solutions because you've already thought a thought of a way that could that you could do it that would work sure it's like i know this will work but i think you made like a video like once upon a time like how to improve anything it's like yes i thought of a way that will work and I know if I ex- execute it this way, we will have the solution, the desired result. So let's just do it that way because it's already figured out. Right. And someone's like, but what can we do it this way? And it'll be faster. Be like, that, that just that, that you're, we have a plan. You're complicating the plan. Right. Don't right. Let, it's like, no, but this is a better plan. It's like, I, I thought of this way. We're doing it this way. Right. <laughs> you know? Yes. <laughs> like, yes. Um, and, and it's, I, I feel like we had, we, we had the digital 10K that we did recently. Yeah. And I feel like this was, this was like an event where, where some of this kind of cropped up because mm. one of the things that we really wanted to do, so we were, we were going to be running a 10 K on the Cape spring high school track. Yes. Uh, the one that like you and I would have run on, uh, during our cross country years in high school. And while we were doing it, we were going to be live streaming the entire thing. And we wanted for people to be able to see us kind of at like multiple points in the track so that like if you are watching at home or participating or just want to be involved, there is visually something to examine 
as it's happening. Right. And like, as we started attempting to figure out how to do this, I think all of our minds went very complicated very quickly. And we were like, yes, we were like, okay, well we could buy like a 500 foot, like ethernet cable and see if the school would allow us to like plug into like the wireless. Then we could run it all the way out to the track. And then if we have a laptop there, then we can like set up a webcam off of that laptop and then do this. And it was like, or we could put phones on tripods and zoom call each other and then just broadcast the zoom call. Yeah. And it was like, <laughs> and it was like that it went in not, it was so easy. It was like all the internet. All we needed was the yeah data. You could just use data on your phone to connect to the zoom call. Right. And then, yeah, you're right. We just put three phones around the track. We had them all dial in. We put battery chargers on all of them so they wouldn't die. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, that was it. Then they were all just dotted in the Zoom call and then we just broadcast the Zoom call. It was like, what an elegant solution. Right. And all of our, yeah, but it like. <laughs> and I think that's exactly it. I think elegant solutions are much more simple than you think. I think that complexity has this like place in the sun where, where it's like we all admire complexity as if yeah, that's like. This is, oh, this is exactly it. Yeah. You're right. Because it's like, you're like, oh, that looks like it was like it's so impressive you pulled off this really complicated thing but it's like it's i think it's people don't lift up elegance enough right 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 right. (laughs) like it's like it's not better because it was more complicated and you figured it out yes oh okay i know i have another example okay so in my early days of aquarium ing i um quickly ran into a situation where i needed to do plumbing okay and so plumbing is not something that i am even remotely trained to do at all not even a little bit. Um, but it doesn't mean that over time I, I didn't get better at it. But I would um, I would always go back and like look at my early photos. And I remember being so proud of them. And I posted some of them like to my Facebook page. And, and I think I literally like used like the caption like top-notch plumbing or something. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, what was I thinking? There are like 75 unnecessary elbows going from this pipe to this pipe. Yeah. Just to like find a way to make it work and so it's like it looks complicated and therefore seems impressive but really all it was was that i was really bad at plumbing yeah and didn't know how to like take a take a 45 degree turn better right and so instead of being able to like slowly curve it i made like a u you know yeah and so it's like it's like whipping every which way and yeah so good plumbing is very simple right i i I admire it Right. So yeah, yeah. You you problem solved this whole thing and made a complicated thing that worked. It worked. Yeah. At the yeah, end of the day, I absolutely worked. Right. Yeah. But uh, it 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 absolutely looked more impressive than it was. Right. Oh man, this is fitting so nicely. <laughs> this is like, the the very idea. Like, are we all doing this though? Or like, are we all making things more complicated because we assume that by making it more complicated, we're doing it the right way? I have to tell you that I feel like the one of the characteristics not to like hail back too much but the 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 toxic person in my life i felt like was one of those people where it was like unless unless things could be as complicated as humanly possible it wasn't as good as it could be oh and it was almost like it was like ah that that's that's pretty interesting it's like i need maybe uh like i need for it to be hard because if it's easy then it's not good Right. Does that make sense? Yes, but that's yeah. not true. It's not true. Those two, those two things are not necessarily. This is a very cathartic conversation. You see what I mean? Yeah. It was yeah. just like this was what was going through my head as I'm lifting weights the day. Like I, it was just like it felt so like unfair in my mind that like uh, like you mean the 
the easy way that feels good is the right way. <laughs> right. Like, but, but this way is harder. So that must be using, it's like, you just, that way it's harder because it's not as good. Right. And you're not doing as much. Yeah. It's you, like, you, you're not using your body as, as, not, as like, efficiently. Is, yeah. As efficiently. Yeah. It is stronger than that. Right. Oh man. Just, I, uh, <laughs> people are going to have to give us examples of this. What I have know. you made more complicated than it needed to be? Right. And what was the simpler solution? Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys have any any potential feedback on this topic, because I'm very curious, uh, hopefully it made sense. I feel like Jay and I were, were both like, as we're unpacking Maybe we're this, making this explanation more complicated. That is exactly what I was going to oh, say. No. Yeah, oh, yeah, no. Yeah. We're, 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 like, we're like, oh, and here's an example. And here's an example. And here's an example. It's like, or just do things more simply. Yeah. Um, so yeah, please, please uh, hopefully this made sense. Uh, and send us your feedback to popcornculturepod at gmail.com or just go and, and start a conversation on Reddit because um, I'll be very curious. Maybe I'll try to find my, my top-notch plumbing post and and show you guys where, where it could have just been... <laughs> way simpler way simpler way 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 simpler um okay so that being said we do have another announcement to make for today specifically so if you are not listening to this on the day that it was released which too late is well maybe not not for not for everything no hang on a second hang on a second i gotta get my phone okay the the exact date the 19th the ninth. look at you go yeah exactly where i was going with it tonight november 19th 6 p.m eastern standard time we are going live for super carlin brothers trivia and on this particular stream we are going to be launching our animal mugs our annual animal mugs yeah uh over on carlin brothers coffee these are absolutely the most highly demanded product that we have every year and every year we have them made by a uh fantastic company called Denine pottery and they literally hand make Every single cup, each cup, every each mug. every single one. It is like it is one of the. It is so they're it, all unique. They're all unique. It is one of the pieces of merch that I am most proud of because it is like it is like a genuinely just very very high end product. Um, but they also almost always sell out the first night of launch. So if you are at all interested in tuning in for some trivia and um, potentially getting a stab at one of these mugs, you can do so on the trivia stream on the Super Carlin Brothers channel at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on November 19th. Correct. Did I get it all? Did I overly complicate it? I don't think so. You want to know a trick? You want to know a trick I do for this to decomplicate it? Okay. Okay. So there's a difference between like Eastern Standard Time and like Eastern Daylight Time. Oh. Right? Like because one is during Daylight Savings Time and one is not. Oh, gotcha. Right. So I don't know which one's which. So I always just say Eastern Time. (gasps) Because you know what? No one's everyone everyone everyone's already on the right time. It's true. But if you put the wrong one in there, people will correct you. Interesting. Or if I, you put or if you put like Eastern Standard Time or like Eastern Daylight Time, people are like, wait, what does that mean? Is that do I have to adjust for the hours? Am I you say Eastern. Six PM Eastern time. Okay. We got it. <laughs> be there or just do something else. Yeah. Whatever you feel like doing. It's gonna be fun. Trivia. But do it as elegantly as you possibly can. Elegantly. Yeah. Otherwise, um, if you guys would like to support us over on Patreon, uh, one of the things that, that I would uh, I would also like to, to bring up before we go is if you are a fan of the pop and you, you there's just like you just want to be able to support in some way, at our five dollar tier, we have um like hours and hours and hours of 
what we call after the final pop, yes. which is just an additional uh, 15 to 20 minutes each week that Jay and I record where we just cover a topic and show notes that we didn't get to during the main episode. Um, but being over a hundred episodes in, there are a lot you of these a, available. There's a huge backlog. And so at the $5 tier, if you'd like to sign up even for one month and just binge everything in one go you will get you will get access to all of the ones that have already happened i imagine it would be a very weird experience if you've like listened to the first 102 episodes because you could like revisit like tiny snippets of conversations i'm sure yeah i'm sure (laughs) there there is there is an example of one i would say that it is my favorite after the final pop that we that is just available for anybody if you just want to get a taste for what it's like but it is it is where we where we discuss 27 butts it's 27 <laughs> it's 27 butts and it's almost holiday season it's and, almost and it, this is this is jay and i's pitch to to uh to big film to big, hollywood yeah to be the next like national lampoon's christmas vacation mm-hmm. 27 butts. 27 butts it's gonna be it's holiday be classic coming to a theater near you in 2032 2032 Man, how right. amazing would it be if i just called my shot you just called now? your shot i think it's, i mean in, in some ways, I'm like, man, ten. Is this gonna take us ten years to make this movie? And otherwise, I'm like, man, that sounds pretty. That sounds like really fast too. <laughs> it feels very fast. It feels very fast. We're gonna have to like travel to California sometime in there. Yeah, probably. Right. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah. So, uh, if you'd like to check that out again, it's uh, p- patreoncom culture. But otherwise, until next week, pop pop. pop.